0: Trigger warning! The following episode contains references to animal cruelty, human suffering, mental conditions, death, factual inaccuracies, several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode.
1: know if you pass out hard enough you don't even feel the oil tanker or the ensuing captain's mast. I'm Adam.
2: A, B, C, Orange, 57, FOOTBALL! I'm Kelly. What is wrong with you millennials? In my day
3: we would stay up 57 hours and only botch one heart surgery. I'm Andy.
0: Well if I could take one attribute from giraffes I know what I'd pick. I'm Sean and this is Acid Pop. Hello everyone and welcome back. This week we're going to be talking about sleep deprivation. So go get your caffeine. (sighs) At first a shout out. This was an episode suggested by our researcher Amy. So thanks Amy for this idea. It was actually a subject that I've had in the back of my head for a while. So I was very happy to have an excuse to finally sit down and do the research.
2: Thank you Amy.
0: (laughs) So etymology sleep comes from Old English slepan.
2: That sounds a lot more exciting.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm sleeping over here. (laughs) Wake me
0: up about seven thirty, why not?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Old Jewish women from New York, yes.
0: And deprivation comes from Latin day meaning entirely and prevere meaning release from. So, being released entirely from sleep. That's what oh, we're talking
3: about. Tonight. Finally, sweet release. <laughs> you know, if, if I could just be, feel rested all the time and never have to sleep, I'd probably yeah.
0: take that option.
3: I mean, yeah, yeah if, if I didn't have to sleep, with all the things I could get done.
0: Yeah. It sounds good, but
2: ain't. I do like a good sleep, though. Yeah.
0: So, there's a number of phobias for this one. Somnophobia, from Latin, somni, meaning sleep. Hypnophobia from Latin hypno, also meaning sleep, and clinophobia from Greek clino, meaning bed. This is a common fear among insomniacs. Basically, if I go to bed, I won't sleep, so I just won't go to sleep. And people with sleep disorders, such as sleep paralysis and night terrors. Yeah, that's,
2: that's
3: pretty fair. If you have clinophobia, are you more afraid of a king bed or a twin bed? Could you mm. sleep on a futon? Yeah.
0: <laughs> just sleep on
1: the floor. You're good. <laughs>
0: So we're moving on to our Acid Pop quiz. True or false, you can die from sleep deprivation.
2: Pretty sure that's true. That's true. Yeah, I thought your brain went all weird.
0: (laughs) Yep, this is definitely true. No one really knows why this is, but if you try to go too long without sleep, you will eventually black out.
1: Yeah, last I heard, like, they're not even really sure why we need sleep anyways. Right, I
0: mean... I don't know if I get into this later, but from an evolutionary standpoint, it's a really stupid idea to <laughs> lay down and not move and not be aware yeah. for eight hours at you a stretch. To be vulnerable
1: for half the day, yeah.
0: right? If you get to that point where you would black out, and some
3: outside force keeps you awake, you will die. Oh God! I mean, you can prove this by playing The Sims and just torturing the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Sims is basically science. <laughs>
0: So several experiments were done on rats to keep them awake nonstop. Uh, basically, they were in a wheel with a monitor on their brains, and when sleep patterns were detected in their brainwaves, the wheel would spin, so oh, they God. could never go to sleep. Those poor rats! Yeah, really
3: good science we're doing. Guys.
0: <laughs> and the rats always died. Great science! <laughs> is
3: it not? Is it not because of the probe in their brain? Perhaps?
0: <laughs> no, it was just like a like a. When you go to a sleep clinic, it was just like a sensor on the top of their head. It wasn't, like, drilled into their skull.
1: We sure it wasn't because of the wheel, like, centrifuging their organs out?
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the scientists noticed that their body temperatures
1: would drop, so they heated up the test environment. Still died. Well, that's part of a normal sleep cycle, I think, is that your body temperature drops.
0: Yeah. They noticed that their immune systems would shut down, so (laughs) they pumped them full of antibiotics. Still died. (laughs) Nothing the scientists could do would keep the rats alive. However, if they took the rats to the brink of death and then let them sleep in a few days, there were no lasting effects. Weird. So, yeah, just needed that sleep. Other than the rats were really mm. mad at them. <laughs> Very cranky rats. So true or false, there are animals that don't need sleep. I'm pretty sure that's... You know, I'm going to go with
1: true. true? Like, they might have, like, a different form of sleep, but they're, they're still, like active in some forms. jellyfish don't need no sleep i mean <laughs> i i think that's true of a lot of sharks is that they don't stop like moving uh,
2: i think- know there's animals who like sleep half their brain at a time but they're still sleeping mm. i know that ants take 250 naps a day because i read <laughs> to my daughter a lot um yeah,
1: i just saw an article that says uh that bees take naps and flowers and they hold <laughs> hands
2: <laughs>
1: adorable
2: everything sleeps
1: Yeah, this is
0: probably false. There's a few critters without brains, like some jellyfish, that don't sleep, though there are actually jellyfish that do sleep despite not having brains. How do we know? Because they look so adorable when they're sleeping.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They get their little 90s on. (laughs)
1: Little Zs come out of them.
0: (laughs) And while we suspect that fish sleep one half of their brain at a time and then... The other half, to keep swimming nonstop, like you guys mentioned for sharks. There, This hasn't been proven, but we have not found an animal that does not sleep. So mm-hmm. every animal sleeps. So true or false, the older you get,
3: the less you sleep. I, that sounds true. I know old people wake up really early. Yeah, but they're they also, also going to bed at Yeah, night. they go to bed super early.
2: Judging on the sample size of Sean's dad, <laughs> as people get older, they stop sleeping entirely. <laughs>
3: Hey, kid, you want to go mount a boulder? Let me see your child.
1: Are we sure? How much of this can be blamed on prescription drugs? Hmm. So this seems to be true, by Hmm. and large.
0: As people age, they require less and less sleep. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. As the youth leaks out
3: of you, so does your (laughs) (laughs)
0: need So true or false, sleep deprivation causes depression. I could see that.
2: I know sleep deprivation is a trigger for postpartum depression, so Hmm. I'm going to say true.
0: Well, kind of. Going without sleep can definitely lead to depression, but strangely, for people who are already depressed, staying awake more than 24 hours, they get remarkably better. That is, until they fall asleep. Oh, God. A technique called triple chronotherapy has been developed for people with particularly stubborn depression as a result of bipolar disorder. In it, the patient is switched to a 48-hour day instead of a 24-hour one, and 70% of patients saw an improvement in their mood within the first week, and 55% were still feeling better a month later. That's weird. Yeah, brains is
1: weird. <laughs> yep. So if I'm feeling depressed, I need to stay up more.
0: Yep. Uh huh. It is a natural antidepressant. Weird. Yep.
2: But also, getting sleep is a good self care thing. And yeah. if you're not sleeping at all, that can trigger depression. No, so no,
1: Kelly, the science is proving <laughs> otherwise now.
0: So true or false? A nice warm room is best for a good night's sleep. No, cold <laughs> room.
1: <laughs> I you know it works for me. Well, because it's that thing where the body like naturally wants to cool down while you sleep. So if you're hot, it's tougher for it to like enter that state.
0: Yeah, this is false, at least by a few studies. Being a bit chilled and snuggled up under some blankets seems to be the best way to set yourself up for a good night's sleep. Blanky sleep. So we're on to our fill-in-the-blank. What is the world record for staying awake?
3: I feel like i just heard this recently seven hours and 16 days
1: seven hours huh
3: no 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 16 days and seven hours
1: oh i see 16 days yeah i'm gonna say 11 days i'm
2: gonna say six days
1: mm.
0: well before we get to the record a couple of notes first this was an official record so scientists were on hand to monitor the record breaker there may be others who stayed awake longer unofficially Sure. Second, if you think you might be able to top this, know that this one is one of the many records that Guinness has stopped accepting applications for because it's too dangerous.
3: Man, I tried to look up, like, most diarrhea, and Guinness doesn't (laughs) track that either. (laughs)
0: Man, Guinness,
1: what are you good for?
3: so anyway this record
0: was set by a 16 year old in 1964 for a science experiment the first day was okay and the second wasn't so bad but by day three he was driving around and thought a street sign was a pedestrian
3: (laughs) so he hit it he hates
1: pedestrians street sign has the right-of-way
0: on day four he started telling everyone why he was such a great football player (laughs) he wasn't any sort of football player good or bad
1: (laughs) i have the perfect football record
0: and he got very offended if People tried to point out to him
3: that he could barely lift a football, let alone throw one. I mean, if you if you've never played football, you can't screw up your stats. Yeah, That's true. I've never messed up in football. <laughs> by day six,
0: his fine motor controls and short term memory started to give out. And when asked to count backwards from a hundred by sevens, not Ooh. only did he lose his place, but he forgot he'd been counting in the first place. That sounds hard. <laughs> yeah. He persevered, though, and made it to 264 hours, or 11 days, without
1: sleep. Nailed it. And then he just, like, passed out face first on the ground.
0: (laughs) Basically, yeah. He said,
1: football! (laughs) Touchdown! (laughs) Spiked the ball and passed out.
0: (laughs) So what animal needs the least amount of sleep? Is it a giraffe? I'm going to say giraffe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh... I'm going to say it's some kind of prey animal, because they don't want to get like it. Like a giraffe. No, they're too <laughs> tall. Like, no, those necks are so tender, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, a titmouse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking it's an insect.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's fair.
2: Um, but not like a really active insect. Mm. I think it's uh, roly mm.
1: Well, Actually, Andy nailed it. It
2: is oh. the giraffe.
3: What? (laughs) Andy knows (laughs) giraffe
1: It's always daytime up where their heads are.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So giraffes who sleep five to 15 minutes at a time and rack up a total of 30 minutes to two hours
1: of sleep a day. that's it. I need that giraffe's secrets. Uh, The five minutes is when they pass out. That's the time it takes before their head hits the ground. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's about to break his nose again. <laughs> I had a dream that I was, oh God! <laughs> so, in the absence of any sun or clock, how long of a day do
3: people seem to gravitate to? Oh, Lord. Ask Alaska. <laughs> I'm going to say 15 hours. Mm. 15 hour day? Yeah. What, is, what does that leave
1: for sleep? Uh, five hours. Might be more like be closer to 10, right? Or 24 no.
0: hour day? T- do you sleep 10 hours a day? Well, in a 24-hour day, you sleep eight hours. So that's about a third of the day. So oh, yeah, in I a 15-hour day, five hours would be a third of the day.
1: So lucky to sleep eight hours. <laughs> uh, so what's the question? It's how long How long do we want to sleep or how long do we want to stay up? No,
0: I mean, how long is your day? Like, If you include your awake and sleep together, what's that total block of time? Oh. So from the time you wake up to the next time you wake up, how long is that? Hmm,
1: fifteen hours. i are gonna say twelve. I guess.
2: I think it's super long. No, yeah. like I think if we could, we'd if we'd stay up a lot longer and then sleep a lot longer. I think it's like thirty hours.
0: Mm. Uh, well, there haven't been a whole lot of studies into this as they take so long to do. But in the few that have been done, people naturally seem to drift to a forty-eight hour day, sleeping for ten to twelve hours of that.
2: Ooh, I was close. You were very yeah. close.
0: Time just generally seems to stretch when you can't see the sun. In 1962, a French geologist named Michel Sifri sealed himself into a cave for 2 months to see what would happen. He had
2: a- he'd also just had a bad break. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, He had a radio that could call out, and he would let observers know when he went to bed and when he woke up. When people came to get him out, he had been up for about 36 hours at a time before going to bed. And they asked him to count out 120 seconds as accurately as he could, and it took him five minutes.
3: (laughs) So everything just seemed... Oh, and
0: also, he'd gone in there for two months, and when they came, he's like, What are you guys doing here? It's only been a month. (laughs) you're ruining my science project did
1: he at least bring things to do nope he's trying to beat jesus's record of sealed in cave (laughs) and i feel like we watched a video or something of a guy that like tried to seal himself in a room for a week where it was just like he had nothing to do and the room was light all the time and he kind of went crazy
0: yeah well this was dark all the time like i think he had an artificial light source but yeah basically all i did was wake up and sleep so we're on to our terms what is a micro sleep it's like a microaggression.
3: <laughs> when Lilliputians sleep.
2: <laughs> That's like when you start to drift off when like, you're driving. Mm. And you almost hit sleep and you jerk yourself back into yeah. wakefulness.
1: Yeah, it's when you get those uh, like, pre-sleep like, spasms. Well, yeah, this is basically the clinical term for nodding off for a sec.
0: Basically, you're feeling drowsy and then you find yourself waking up. You can't stop them and you probably won't know what's happening anyway. You'll just lose between 1 and 30 seconds of time. And your eyes can stay open. Your brain just basically shuts down for a bit. (laughs) Hmm. At your desk, that's no big deal. But while driving, it can be a much bigger deal. Yeah,
1: Your brain had a brownout. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And done.
0: (laughs) So what is a beta amyloid? It's
2: one of those aliens in Star Trek, right? (laughs) The sexy ones? (laughs) Yeah,
1: they can sense how I'm feeling. I'm going to say it's a type of brain wave that happens when you sleep. That's the, that's the portion of your brain that tells you when it's time to go to bed. <laughs> well, this is a protein,
0: but it's a nasty one. It builds up in your brain, and too much of it has been directly correlated with Alzheimer's disease. Oh. It's bad. It may also be the reason for sleep. Turns out your brain just makes this stuff as it works away, and the more of it, it there is, the less well your brain works. Your brain and spinal column do a sort of flushing with cerebral spinal fluid to wash away this protein, but you can't wash it away nearly as well when you're awake as you can when you're asleep. So sleep may have come about as a way for your body to clean up this
1: protein. And I'm confused. Good job, Brain. Nice evolution. We we gravitate toward being up longer, and we also can become not depressed by staying up. Yep. So what's going on there?
2: But also it kills you.
0: Yeah, yeah, I say you feel less depressed, but maybe you're not working so great at that point. Or who knows? Brains is weird. And that concludes our acid pop quiz. So sleep deprivation. This honestly doesn't take that much to get started, and it gets worse and worse the longer you're up. Being up for about 20 hours will get the ball rolling. You'll start to get moody and forgetful. As you stay up, you start to get depressed, unless you started out depressed. Your short-term memory all but goes away, and your fine motor controls start going haywire. Keep it going, and you'll make it all the way to hallucinations. Nice. Free high. Yeah. How do I get there? Just stay up. Scientists had a unique opportunity to observe this in 1959 when a radio host named Peter Tripp decided to stay awake for
2: 200 hours as part of a
0: charity drive for the March of Dimes.
1: I'm on day three here and there's a bunch of scientists gathering around me. Yeah.
2: Radio hosts come up with the worst charity drives. They're constantly putting themselves and others at the risk of death. Hey, I'm going to stay up
3: for 12 weeks straight and also I'm going to eat scorpions. <laughs> How many walnuts can I crack with my teeth?
0: <laughs> so he sealed himself into a plastic booth in Times Square and broadcast the entire time. Some sleep researchers wired him up so they could watch his descent into madness and then took chefs observing him. The music started
2: to get really weird around day three.
0: <laughs> he was in pretty good spirits up to about hour 100, and then things started to go downhill. Halfway. He couldn't do simple math problems or even make it through the alphabet. At about 120 hours, he went across the street to a hotel for a shower. <laughs> he came out, opened a drawer to get some clothes, and thought that the clothes were on fire. <laughs> He managed to put the imaginary fire out, but oh, then yeah. he became convinced that the scientists who were observing him had set the clothes on fire in an attempt <laughs> to frame him for burning down the hotel. I'm not <laughs> taking the rap for this. He went back outside, and one of the scientists approached him. He thought he was death, come to take him away, <laughs> so he ran screaming. <laughs> Scientists watched his brain waves and saw that they looked an awful lot like a brain in REM sleep, so it appears that Tripp was literally dreaming while awake, seeing things that weren't there. Tripp stuck it out and made it to 200 hours, though he was drugged quite heavily for the last 60 or so. <laughs>
1: you can see
3: right here on the readout, that's where his brainwaves crossed the cuckoo line. <laughs> <laughs> He's begun to play nothing but accordion music backwards. He's become weirdo. now. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Afterwards, he went down and slept for almost 24 hours and woke up none the worse for wear. Hmm. I mean, other than the
1: flaming clothes, it's death. (laughs) It's so weird how it just bounces back after one night's sleep.
0: Yeah. So yeah, going without sleep isn't good no matter what the reason, but we're going to talk about some times when it's an especially bad idea to not get sleep, and I've ordered these from what I feel are least to most deadly. So first up, getting behind the wheel of a car. This is least deadly? Uh, in my opinion, yeah. Okay. Okay, let's see where we go from here. <laughs> Taming lions. <laughs> <laughs> You're only putting yourself and maybe one or two other people at risk. Okay. I mean, your
3: airline pilot.
0: Or a school bus driver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nuclear silo operators. <laughs> Sleep-deprived suicide bomber. <laughs> so this is not a good idea, but sometimes you've got to get to that bed, and you've got to drive to get there. So here's some numbers to consider next time you give this a shot. Basically, every two hours of sleep that you miss doubles your chances of getting into an accident. Missing four hours of sleep is comparable to driving with a blood alcohol level of 0.1%. Oh. Whew. In most places, anything over 0.08% will get you arrested for drunk driving. And it's estimated that 20% of fatal car accidents in the U.S.
1: involve a drowsy driver. I feel like the police need some sort of test for sleepiness then. <laughs> <laughs> Count these sheep. <laughs>
0: Of particular note on the roads is semi-truck drivers. So these people spend way more time on the road, are way more likely to be sleep-deprived, and have one of the most manslaughter-capable vehicles on the road.
1: (laughs) They're basically driving a twisted metal car.
0: You
2: know? People need to stop putting spikes on the front.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the rocket launchers were optional, but I said, what the heck? (laughs) The
0: ridiculous hours these people have to pull are no secret. A 2007 study found that fatigue was a factor in 13% of fatal accidents. As a result of that study, new rules were put in place in 2013 that restricted driving time to no more than 11 hours in a day, though they can still have another three hours per day to do paperwork, and you know that's a grand total of 14 hours being basically on the clock.
1: They shouldn't be doing the paperwork behind the wheel either. (laughs) It's true.
0: And no more than 70 hours per week. If they hit 70 hours in a week, they have to take 34 hours off. To me, that still sounds like way more time behind the wheel than I would be comfortable with. But the American Trucking Association thinks that these laws are way too strict. They said that they did their own study and found that fatigue was a factor in fatal accidents only 7% of the time.
1: That's hardly anything.
0: That still seems like a lot to me. (laughs) Uh, And the truckers are arguing that under these conditions, they can't drive enough to make a living. Hmm. To me, they should take that up with whoever is setting their wages to the point where they can't live on 70 hours of work a week rather than trying to argue that they should work more. But hey, to each their own, I guess.
1: So we're going to develop uh, seats for trucks that uh, they like jab you with needles when you get Mm -hmm. knocked off.
3: No, you don't understand. We did our own study. and It turns out that sleep deprived truckers are not only the nicest folk you'll ever meet, but (laughs) cars can fly. So there's no way they get in accidents.
0: (laughs) So finding stories of accidents from truck drivers falling asleep is like shooting fish in a barrel. So here's just the first one I found when Googling. And it's from August of 2019. Bruce Guilford pled guilty to 13 counts of vehicular manslaughter and 28 counts of reckless driving injury over what happened in 2016. Took a while. Yeah. Just outside Palm Springs at about 5 a.m., there was some traffic work going on, so all cars had to stop. Guilford stopped, put on his parking brake, and promptly fell asleep. Less than five minutes after he stopped, the work finished and traffic started moving again, but Guilford snoozed on. Okay. A tour bus came barreling down the road, and it didn't notice that Guilford was stopped, so it slammed into the back of his rig, killing 13 people.
2: Oof. That seems like it's also the tour bus's yeah. fault.
0: Yeah, I mean, isn't I mean,
1: it the person that hit the other car's fault?
0: A little, but I mean, if it's the middle of the night, and you're True. driving down the middle of the road, and a car doesn't have its brake lights on, it yeah. just looks like a car. Oh, yeah. That's So investigators checked Guilford's GPS and found that he had broken the 11 hours a day rule pretty much every day of his trip. Guilford's lawyer gave a token effort and argued that there was no evidence that Guilford was actually asleep at the time of the accident. Maybe he had some other reason for sitting stationary <laughs> on a highway at five in the morning after working seven 14 hour days in a row.
2: But yeah,
1: driving semi trucks.
3: Yeah, and fall asleep. Tis, Shout tis, out t- right? to my
2: brother, Chris. Yeah. Go take a nap.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've heard there's good money in it, but... Well, apparently yeah. not if you got to work a 70-hour uh, week. Yeah. But think of all the podcasts I could get through. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, could, I could listen to every book. So next, the military. Mm? What? It's long, <laughs> it's long <laughs> been standard practice for soldiers to work extreme hours. Maybe not all the time, but any sleep deprivation is bad.
1: Sure, especially when you're carrying guns and driving expensive vehicles.
0: Exactly.
1: What
3: about these guns?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So this is yet another place where sleep deprivation is seen as a necessity. But some recent events have started an investigation into how bad the problem is and what can be done about it. In June of 2017, the USS Fitzgerald was cruising around Japan at about 1.30 in the morning. Apparently, the bridge was understaffed and overworked when they spotted the MVACX Crystal, a big container ship. It looked like they were headed right for it, so a few different people gave a few different plans and tried to do them all at once.
1: Immediately, everybody on the bridge panics. <laughs> Three people trying to wrestle the wheel in different directions. <laughs>
0: One said to go left, the other said to go right, so they averaged out and plowed right into the container (laughs) ship. There's
1: a chain of command.
0: So three sailors were injured, seven died, and the two senior officers were relieved of duty and are facing criminal charges. That's fair. That's bad, but less than three months later, the USS John McCain was off the coast of Singapore and it ran into a tanker. Oops. That time, 10 sailors died. These back-to-back deadly and costly crashes have spurred the Navy to look into why everyone's so dang tired all the time <laughs> and what can be done about it. Get more coke machines on board. Yeah. Get more cocaine on board. <laughs> so far, no resolution has been reached. No shit. I mean,
1: yeah, it's it's kind of bad up there.
0: Yeah. Next, Pilots. It's hard to think of a worse place to fall asleep than while flying a plane. But again, the rules for sleep deprivation were super loose for decades. In the 1990s, people started to notice a pattern of bad accidents being preceded by pilots saying something like, I only got two hours of sleep since my last flight. (laughs) Yawning widely and (laughs) rubbing their eyes. In 1993, an American International Airways flight crashed on the runway in Guantanamo Bay. No one died, but it was the first air accident in history where the pilot's fatigue was the stated cause of the accident. Mm-hmm. An investigation over the next few years found a direct correlation between the prevalence of accidents and the lack of pilot sleep. The FAA put some new rules in place, but they weren't great. They restricted hours spent flying per day, but not per week, so pilots could end up flying back-to-back-to-back. Also, they were required to have eight hours off between flights. But unless they fell asleep in their chair, they were guaranteed to not get a full night's sleep. Then, in 2009, an Air France flight crashed while flying from Brazil, and it killed 228 people. Oh,
1: wow. Wouldn't there be two pilots? Yes, there were. Did they both
0: fall asleep? Well, I'll get to it. Okay. Okay. In the aftermath, it turned out that the pilot had one hour of sleep before the flight, and when things started to go south, the co-pilot was going in alone while the pilot caught some Z's. The pilot woke up and ran for the cockpit, but it was too late. Maybe things would have played out the same if he had been there, but maybe not. In light of this and several other crashes, the FAA made new rules in 2011 that capped the number of hours flying per week to 60, a single flight to nine hours during the day or eight hours at night, and required 10 hours off between flights. And those
1: are
2: rules that I can live with. Yeah, yeah. So how do they work that on, like, long international flights? Do they just... Multiple pilots. Just tag team? Yep. Yep. Do you still just have two? or uh, it Depends.
0: If you're flying more than 16 hours, you have three. Interesting. Mm. And our final category of bad jobs to fall asleep during are medical professionals.
1: Yes. <laughs> I don't want my doctor hallucinating when he's cutting things.
2: <laughs> he's on fire. <laughs>
0: don't worry. We'll get that out of there, third arm out of there. You just wait.
1: I was just getting all these pixies out of the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this whole mess started with Dr. William Halstead a brilliant and dedicated surgeon from the late 1800s who did a lot of good things. He really pushed for American doctors to wear gloves, came up with a revolutionary technique for gastrointestinal surgery, and figured out that cancer can spread via the bloodstream.
2: I feel like a butt is coming. (laughs)
0: Well, he was incredibly dedicated to the work that doctors needed to do. To get new doctors fit, he came up with the first residency program.
3: Ah, fart, fart, fart.
0: (laughs) In it, new doctors would work between 24 and 30 hours straight with one day off a week for a year. Why? (laughs) (laughs) For reasons I cannot comprehend, this became standard practice throughout the world.
1: I feel like this would make worse doctors.
0: Yeah, because everyone wanted to be as cool as Dr. Halstead. Halstead could work these grueling schedules with ease, but the secret to his drive turned out to be lots and lots of cocaine. (laughs) The
1: doctor's little helper.
0: Yeah. But even after word got around that doctors worked long hours to emulate a cocaine addict, they (laughs) basically fell back on the bullshit argument of tradition, saying, well, I had to do it, so any doctor who works for me has to do it, too. I have never understood why someone's suffering makes them want to make the next person suffer, too. Why not make things better for the next person?
3: No. (laughs) I had to pay for college so everybody pays for college.
0: (laughs) But here we are over 100 years later, and it's still common practice for medical professionals to work 24 hours a day and over 100 hours a week. Personally, I wouldn't want someone who had been up for 20 hours operating on me, cocaine or no.
1: Give me the doctor that's just getting out of bed.
0: Yeah. A study asked doctors to tell them stories about their lack of sleep. They received things like, I was working 120 hours a week when I collapsed unconscious in the middle of a hallway. (laughs) I was working 40 hours straight and I leaned over an elderly patient's bed to start an IV. I passed out in the bed
1: next to her. Wow. What a great doctor. Mm It's a legend.
0: A doctor told themselves that they would get used to the long hours, but one day they woke up in the ICU and they were told that they had tried to kill themselves the night before.
3: <laughs> they don't
0: remember. Yep. A doctor worked 125 hours in a week and then deliberately got in a car accident so that they could take some time off.
2: <laughs> Jeez,
3: shit ass.
0: This is not the mental state I want my health care no. provider in. So this started to come to a head in 1984 when Libby Zion was taken to the ER and medical errors resulted in her dying with a 108 degree fever. It turned out that her attending physician had been at work for 18 hours when Libby came in. Libby's dad just happened to be a former federal prosecutor and current reporter, so he did a lengthy investigation into this and other cases like it. It took a long-ass time, but in 2003, the medical industry finally put some rules in place about how long people could work. Their rules? No more than 24 hours straight and no more than 80 hours in a week.
1: Uh, taking that for something. I don't know. You're
3: less stringent than truckers.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since then, multiple studies have shown that there hasn't really been a big improvement in patient outcomes as a result, leading some to say that they might as well go back to the way things were, <laughs> to which
2: I say, fuck you, 24 hours <laughs> in a Jesus. row is
1: still too much. Yeah. See, it didn't work. Let's just go back to what it was.
2: <laughs> we gave this patient half as much poison and they still died. So we just <laughs> might as well give the whole amount.
1: Yeah. All this other poison's going to waste now. <laughs>
0: But yeah, that's where we're at right now with the medical industry. Fantastic.
1: I can't wait to get sick.
0: (laughs) And lastly, we couldn't end this episode without talking about fatal familial insomnia. So this is a disease that sucks in every way you slice it. It's a genetic disorder that has four stages. Stage one, you become incredibly anxious. You develop phobias, paranoias, and start having panic attacks. This lasts about four months. Stage two, like stage one, but with hallucinations on top of it. Yay! Stage three, you lose the ability to fall asleep ever again. This lasts for about three months. So yeah, three months, no sleep. Wow! Then,
1: all the things I'll be able to do. <laughs> yeah, all the things I'll be able to be afraid of.
2: Yeah,
0: running from imaginary spiders. Then stage four, dementia. Your mental faculties leave you until you're immobile, mute, and eventually dead. This last part can take up to six months. At which point, your brains leak out. Yep. The good news is this is a genetic disorder. You can only get it if one of your parents had it. The bad news, it's a dominant gene. So (laughs) if your parents had one copy of it, you've got a 50-50 chance of getting it. If your parent had two copies of it, you have a 100% chance of getting it. The worst news, it typically hits around fifty years old. So young enough to miss out on a lot of time, but old enough to have had several kids yeah. of your own being blissfully unaware that you had the disorder. Uh. And that's about worst case scenario for sleep deprivation. Ew.
1: I think I remember reading about that and they've trade. it's like in a specific amount of families, like worldwide. Yeah. Like I think they, they, weird- they have a pretty good handle on where it is.
0: Yeah. I think it's less than 40 families that have this genetic disorder.
3: Stop having the children's. I, I yeah. wonder to know where it came from, though, in the first place. A curse from God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> somebody stealing a mummy or something.
2: I mean, with genetic testing these days, I think you're almost getting to the point where you could, you know, through uh, embryo selection. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. I don't know. I haven't done a lot of research on that, but
0: it's complicated because like they have to know what they're looking for. And like they do that, you know, broadly for things that affect lots of people. But how do I put this?
1: I want a baby who can
3: sleep.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't care about blue eyes. Doesn't need to be tall. Just
3: don't need- <laughs> you don't need to Gattaca this shit up, but I'd like- <laughs> I don't
2: need no Jude Law. <laughs> Which of these embryos looks the sleepiest to you, doctor?
0: <laughs> and they said, no problem. Oh, you meant for their whole life?
2: <laughs> oh. Sorry, you didn't fill that line in.
0: So, anybody have any sleep deprivation stories?
2: I mean, I just the- wanted to hit on that medical one real quick while yeah. it's fresh in our mind because uh, we had our midwives. Yeah. And they told us their shifts were 18 to 24 hours. Yeah. Fuck.
0: Basically, the midwives that delivered our, our baby, they would work one 24-hour shift and then have like three days off and then work two eight-hour shifts, and that was their 40-hour week. And they That's did weird. that every week, forever. No. So they worked one 24-hour day every
2: week. And that 24-hour day was the day they worked delivering babies. And then like yeah. the eight-hour days were the days they were doing checkups and, and all that out-of-the-delivery room I mean, stuff. It
0: was
1: a lengthy process.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, things worked out just fine, and the lady that did ours was great, but she actually did go home. Towards the end of the process. Yeah. So, like, she had hit her 24 hours. So she'd been awake a long time
1: while she was helping us out. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd rather have, like, one person that knew what was going on the whole time as opposed to a handful playing telephone while it was going on.
2: I would rather have two or three very rested people. <laughs>
3: sure. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've had that sleep deprivation driving before. We drove to Seattle when I hadn't slept.
2: How dare yeah. you? Well, there was
0: that one time that we did, we were taking a trip to California to visit some friends and basically for various reasons none of us really got any sleep the night before and we drove there and then we got there and the people that we were meeting were like hey we decided we're going to drive another 3 hours to this other town so we did that and then we had to go home which was like our 6 hour drive plus our new 3 hours that we went further and we were driving through the Rockies at like three in the morning, and we were like windows down, rocking to ridiculous songs, trying to stay
1: awake. Uh, I remember I was the the helmsman on the ship for a while. Yeah, and uh, i I was pretty good at taking little naps while I was driving. Let's just say <laughs> it's a big
0: ocean. There's odds are on your side.
1: Well, I mean, when it's three in the morning and yeah. there's not a whole lot of stuff going on. As long as you don't get off course, it's fine. For some reason, I was really good at dozing off and keeping the wheel straight.
2: How many tankers (laughs) did you hit? None.
1: Uh (laughs) Two? The the one time I almost hit when I was wide awake, so take that.
2: (laughs) I can't be trusted either way.
1: That was a different, I could tell you some other time, but I mean, there's plenty of people that got in trouble for dozing off while they were driving because they can't keep the wheel straight.
0: Now, having basically grown up with Adam and gone to a number of sleep with him, I can vouch <laughs> for the fact that Adam can fall asleep sitting up without moving any muscles and his head not lulling in any way. Like Which one of you was the warthog gunner? Inhaler? That was oh, me. Yeah, that was Adam. That was the only reason that I had to suspect that he was asleep.
3: It was pretty funny because Adam. Adam's- Warthog chain gun would be going, 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 and all of a sudden, it would be like,
1: I mean, I can keep it pretty straight, just maybe not my fingers, I guess. And
3: then, yeah. well, the, the warthog would get hit, the controller would vibrate, and it would be like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the, the worst part is, is Adam wears glasses, so there's usually a lot of glare. So even when you're looking straight at him, you can't really tell that his eyes are closed. Adam may be asleep right now. I'm very good. Yeah. <laughs> We uh, recently had one of them there babies. That's a good way to lose a bunch of sleep. Oh, yeah. Though, honestly, we did okay. Uh, We've heard stories of people that like they decide to split the night. So it's like you take the first half and I take the second half, which just, to me, basically guarantees that no one gets a good night's sleep for months on end.
2: That's exactly what we did. We split the night. No, didn't we alternate nights? Later we did. In the beginning, when she didn't
0: sleep, we split the night. But that was a pretty short time mostly what we did was take one night without sleep basically and then the next night you would sleep which is i think much preferable but still yeah long yeah sleepy hours and i i never had anything really bad but the 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 strangest one i had is i was i'd gone to bed on my night off once and i you know I, at that point i'd been up for probably 36 hours and i i Laid down and I was falling asleep, and then I woke up in a mild panic looking for the baby because I was like, I lost track what day it was. So I was like, I need to, where's the baby? I need to make sure the baby's okay. And I look in the bassinet next to the bed, and there's no baby there. Oh, the, yes. reason, the reason there's no baby is because the baby was downstairs with Kelly and they were sleeping <laughs> in her armchair. But I go, oh God, baby escaped. And so <laughs> I start looking around and. <laughs> Up on the top of our headboard, Kelly keeps this stuffed animal that's roughly baby-sized. <laughs> and so I see this small baby shape up on the headboard, and I'm like, oh, God, she's going to jump for it. And so I grab this stuffed animal down. It's a real baby, stay out. <laughs> and I hold it in my arms. Now, what should have happened here is I'd have been like, oh, this is a stuffed animal. Silly me, everything's fine. Instead, what my sleep-deprived brain said was, Oh God! The baby turned into a stuffed animal. <laughs> I said, maybe if I put the stuffed animal back in the bassinet, it'll turn back into my baby. Nice. And so I gently tucked the stuffed animal into the bassinet.
1: I hope Kelly could just hear like the the faintest of like thumps and murmurs for <laughs> this whole thing going on. Oh, well, actually, yeah.
0: what what happened is Kelly came up stairs a few hours later to actually put the baby in the bassinet to find a stuffed animal. <laughs> It's like, why is there a stuffed animal in the box? (laughs) It's like, it's a long story.
3: (laughs) The curse is upon us.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Seriously, to anyone listening who might be expecting a baby, um, for the first couple months when your baby does not sleep, set down, take shifts. Absolutely take shifts. Take five or six hour shifts during the night. You can run just fine on five hours for a while. Um, and then, yeah, once the baby can be set down, switch nights. Because yeah. that way both of you get enough sleep while the baby sleeps for one or two hours at a stretch to run and operate like a human. What you don't do is have one of the parents take full responsibility for nights. That is a bad idea. <laughs>
3: yes, that, that ends with shaking baby.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think my worst night awake with autumn was one of the first nights and i had this was when she was really really little and so we had had her maybe a week and we hadn't found all her coping mechanisms yet so we were trading off like every four to six hours but when i had her all i was doing was sitting silently in a chair trying to soothe her in the dark um which is not a good way to stay awake. (laughs) And I just remember sitting there like, just like shaking with anxiety, trying to keep myself awake while this baby slept like peacefully in my arms, but could not be set down in like a dark, silent room, just trying not to drift off and and drop this child. (laughs) Um, Eventually I learned to turn the lights out down up low and uh, watch television while she slept, which made it a lot easier (laughs)
1: Uh, but I was going to say that kind of reminds me of one of the things that made it tough on the ship was uh, the watch rotations. Mm-hmm. So if, if, uh, if there was only two watch sections, uh, which would happen sometimes, we call it port and starboard watch sections. And basically you would do six hours on six hours off, which made for like weird hours under a normal schedule, but yeah. it gave you consistent like sleep and uh, hours that you'd be doing your work. Uh, but the problem was if there was three watch sections, uh, it's six hour shifts. So basically the whole night would be broken up into like three different watch rotations. Hmm. And because how of how that works out over a 24 hour period, you would basically, you would never sleep at the same hours, any, any sequential night. Oh, yeah. and it made it very tough. Yeah. That sounds rough.
2: When autumn was at her worst, she woke up every 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we got very tired.
0: All right. Well, if nobody has any more personal stories, we'll move on to what are your morals worth? So how much to take a run at breaking the world record? Oh. If you do it, you get the money. If you don't do it, no money. What was it? 11 hours? Uh, 11 days. Days, hey, right. <laughs> hours <laughs> is
3: nothing. <laughs> i right now. Uh, I like sleep so much. I'm just going to throw it out there. Give me a billion dollars. Well, and it's not only that, like, just the risks involved. Yeah. It sounds like a harrowing journey.
1: <laughs> I'm not that good at football, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be a football player. Well,
0: there's one way to be that way. You'll think you'll be the best football player ever.
3: No, I, I love sleep. So yeah. I, I might turn murderous yeah. after day, day two.
2: I get such bad headaches when I don't sleep.
3: Yeah. Billion. Yeah. It's gonna have to be a high one. Yeah, I want to wow. be able to buy the streaming rights
1: for Big Bang Theory because until I get that sleep, it, it's gonna be slowly turning into a monster. <laughs> I don't know about a billion. It's definitely. I think it's definitely gonna be in the millions, though. No, oh, yeah. It's gonna. Let's say. Let's say five million.
2: See, to me, I feel like I could just say any number because I know I'm not gonna make it. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, so no thanks. chance I'm built. <laughs> like I could say a dollar because I'm falling asleep on day two. I <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't think there's any way I could ever
0: beat that. I don't know. I Again, I'm probably overconfident, but I feel like I could give it an honest go. Like, I might not hit 11, but I feel like I could get to 7 or 8 before things really got ugly. But, yeah, and, like, just the the knowledge that, like, it's going to suck while it's going yeah. on, but I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to drive. So, you know, worst case, I just pass out and I don't get the money, and then I'm fine. Like, there's no long-term
1: effects from not getting sleep and as long as there's people like monitoring you yeah you shouldn't get to the point where it's going to be super dangerous right and then you will
0: so (laughs) i I don't think for me it's going to be quite that much but it's still going to be a number of years off of work is the the trade-off there so
1: (laughs) so when you say break the record do i have to do like 11 days in one minute yeah okay
0: so I'd say two hundred and fifty thousand. I'd give that a go.
2: I'm gonna say four million. One for every day that I'd actually manage to stay awake, <laughs> even though I won't you get, won't the, get money. the money then. <laughs>
0: All right, well, I think that's all we have for this week. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, thanks to our editor, Gerard. And again, thanks to Amy, our researcher. If you would like to hear more from us, you can check us out on Twitter or Instagram at acidpoppodcast. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Reddit or email us at acidpoppodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, get some sleep. Bye.